Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Bad Buddy, episode 12, Peeps. Okay, this was the finale episode. I'm hoping they make a season two. There's talk about that on the comments. I don't know. They didn't make a season two of 1,000 stars, so I really don't know if they're going to make a season two of Bad Buddy. We can only hope. This has officially become my second favorite Thai BL drama. The only thing that comes even close to it and exceeds it is Amwa. But I really don't see something being better than Amwa. I mean, I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm hoping that someday they do have something better. But Amwa or Until We Meet Again and my cherry stick. <laughs> okay. Amwa or Until We Meet Again is an amazing drama, but this is not the point of this podcast. But Bad Buddy is the second best drama I have ever seen from Thailand. And I'm not talking about BL. Otherwise, it's just a fantastic, amazing drama. Episode 12, I was like, I don't know what the other fans are thinking, but I actually messaged my best friend and I said, Mr. R, I don't normally do this, but I literally almost fell off the couch laughing. This today during the premiere because of episode 12 the very last part of part two of four with the door for those of you who've watched it you know what I'm saying I'm not going to give a spoiler alert here but let's just say when that door was opened I almost fell off the couch laughing because I'm going these two are just so them I mean no offense it's like you rarely see couples that you sit there and go they are so true to themselves and true to each other it's just a hilarious joy to watch okay so pat and pran we open the scene four years later four years have passed pat is sleeping by himself in his bed and he gets up he brushes his teeth there's only one toothbrush in the container so you know he's living by himself he still has nong doll <laughs> i mean some things don't really change I, I don't mean it bad but yeah, a, yeah if he doesn't have pran he's gonna have non-doll I mean you know so anyway but so he has non-doll he gets himself around I do have to say Pat four years later is much more organized than Pat you know the previous Pat before he met pran so anyway he gets ready for his day. He goes and discusses work with Y and Corn, who are now working together, which is bloody hilarious because you're going, the two people who caused the most ruckus at the beginning of this, this series are the two that are now working together peaceably and amicably and eating dinner across the table from one another at the curry restaurant that they literally had to eat at separate times because you couldn't have them in the same atmosphere together <laughs> so it's bloody hilarious and so you've got corn and Y and pat and they're chatting and as pat's eating his dinner he's thinking back to when pran made him the curry and tried to get him to admit that he liked him and you can tell he's thinking oh i, I kind of missed that and you're thinking as a viewer you're going okay it's been four years pat's by himself I really wanted to beat Pat up. I mean, not physically beat Pat up, but go, you know, give him a good, a good, a good few choice words if, if, if it was a true story. And go, Pat, you know, I know, 
Pran didn't want to defy his parents, but the fact that you are living alone and Pran is living alone because we then switch to Pran, who is in another country with, I'm not really sure, it's the most unusual English speaking I have ever heard in my entire life, which is saying something because I teach English to people from all around the world, but I honestly can't quite figure out where the one actor in the office that Pran is working at, where his accent is from. It, it's very unusual. I was sitting there going, I don't know where this English speaking person is from because the accent is so very different. But anyway, Pran is, is working at a architectural firm abroad. You can tell it looks like, I think it, it was Singapore. And his buddy comes in and goes, in very, very broken English, he says, would you like to pretend to be my date so that I can get a free bottle of wine at this guy's house? Because he said, if I brought someone with me, I get a free bottle of wine. And Prince like, you know, I think I'm good. I'm just going to kind of have a quiet time here. I don't want to pretend to be, you know, your number two here. I'm, I'm just good here. So anyway, so you see Pran, he's by himself in his own apartment. He's in an architectural form. And then you have, um, Pat gets a ding on his phone as he's saying goodbye to Corn and Wife in the curry restaurant that they were eating at. And he goes to his old apartment that he had that was the dorm. And Ink and Pa are still together four years later. They're like, you know, that really didn't surprise Anna that much. I'm like, no, um, Ink knew that that was the person she wanted to be with. And you know, she didn't mess it up. And Pa, you know, is a delightful person too. So they make a great couple. So anyway, they're packing up boxes because Pa is going to move with ink. And so Pat is going to help them move. And as he's coming up to the old room, he sees, he sees Pran's room across the hall and it's got a new rug in front of it. And he kind of takes a picture and he goes, this is weird. He's probably sad because he's you know, been away from Pran for four years. So he goes and helps Pa. Um, he sees these two tickets for the um, high school reunion for his class. And he's looking at them and Ink says, do you, do you want to go to the high school reunion, Pat? Because I got these tickets so you can take them if you'd like. And he says, you know, I, I might if I have time. And so he, he takes the tickets, he takes a picture of the door, he helps Pa and Ink move. And um, Pa is now working for film there in Thailand. And then he goes to the, the high school reunion. He's standing there in front of the pictures and there's pictures of Pran and Pat and they're all looking at each other kind of, you know, snarly in any way. And he's kind of looking at the pictures going, yeah, that was us. And then he goes into the, um, the event. He sits down at a table with some acquaintances that he knew in high school. And then Pran comes walking in and they see each other across the room and Pran goes to a table that's completely away from, from him. And they just stay away from each other the whole night. So you think, oh, okay. They really did not work this out. And, you know, I don't think it would by, by nearly the like five minutes before the end of episode 12, part two of four, I was sitting there going, you know, Pat, I don't know what you needed to do, but, and not that it's all Pat's deal. I totally get that. But the thing I think about Pran is Pran mentally couldn't 
take certain steps the way Pat could mentally. Pat can see a way around things. Pran, it's like he sees a wall and he sits there and goes, oh, bloody goodness, it's insurmountable. I totally get Pran. I wish I didn't get Pran some days. It's like watching this movie, I'm like, I really need to work on my inner Pranness because that could cause me trouble in life. Although I do have to say, I do surmount walls. It's just, it takes me a lot of calculations. Whereas people like Pat, they look at it and go, no big deal. And I'm sitting there going, hmm, this is kind of large to say no big deal to. But anyway, so the reason I'm saying I really was upset at Pat by the end of, you know, close to the end of episode 12, part 204, was I was sitting there going, you know, I totally get Pran sitting there going, I don't want to ruin my family life because I decided to be with Pat. But I do not think that, you know, Pat just sitting there going, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to break up with um, Pran and that's it. And then neither of them end up with anyone else because they knew they were supposed to be with each other. And I'm sitting there going, you know, Pat, it's been four years. If this is the case, you really should have figured out something by now. I mean, no offense, you're the wall jumper. <laughs> but anyway, Anna was pleasantly surprised because, well, as Pat is leaving the high school reunion. He's helping one of his buddies who is drunk to his car to take him home. He sees Pran one more time. They don't even say anything. They just split up. They also had a picture taken together for the class reunion. They're clear apart in the picture. And then they're right in the middle together at the end of it. And that's kind of all you get there. Well, as Pat's going home, he's got his cell phone on his head and he's saying, well, you know, it was really neat to meet everyone. I couldn't remember everybody. But the one thing that I forgot was I didn't really eat anything. I just, you know, had a drink or two. And now, you know, I'm kind of hungry. I, you know, so whatever. And he says, and then he's, he's looking around and he hears somebody knocking at his apartment door. He goes, and somebody's knocking at my door now. Just a minute. So he goes out to get his door. Like he's, I'm thinking he's talking with Pa or Ink, you know, about, about the night. The one thing that did not make sense in this scene is you didn't see Ink at all at the reunion and she was supposed to be there. So that was a missed opportunity. But anyway, so he opens the door and there's Pran. And I was sitting there going before the doors up. I'm going, you know, if this is a ruse, it's probably Pran. Also, I could see Pran getting a little hacked by the end of that meeting if it wasn't a ruse and marching down to find Pat and have a little discussion. But anyway, it was Pran. And Pat is sitting there. He says, I, uh, yeah, he said, I thought you were going to stay at your folks' house tonight. And he's like, well, I, I missed my friend. <laughs> and you find out that is kind of how they end part two of four. We then go to part three of four, where we find out that the devious boys have decided that that last scene in Bad Buddy was a complete ruse on episode 11, where they said, Goodbye. Good luck, buddy. They simply decided when they came home from the beach and their nice little honeymoon time, because you can't get married in Thailand with same-sex marriage rules there. So they decided that they would still be together, but they were going to tell their parents they officially broke up. And they continued to pretend to be broken up with everybody that was their friends, except for Ink and Pa, Y and Corn. Their best friends knew that they were together. And I'm not for, how do I say this? I am not for deceiving anyone, but I totally get why they decide to do what they do. I think the one thing I found interesting about the end of Bad Buddy is the fact that both Pat and Pran developed into 
even cooler people than they were at the start of this film. Because I think the one thing that I liked a lot about both characters is they had really good character. What I mean is they were really good kids to begin with. But the thing that was interesting is when you see them four years later in their relationship, they've both become even better people than they were when they were younger. I think the thing that I liked was Pran has really gotten a lot calmer about life. The fact that he actually could pretend to break up with Pat and still go see Pat, because I think, you know, the scene where they say, you know, we decided to break up for our families because we knew they'd never get it and we needed to be okay with that. And maybe that is the best lesson of Bad Buddy, the whole series, is the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter what the subject is. There are some things that people just are not going to get about you as a person. And the fact is, you can still live at peace with that person. You might just decide not to discuss those things with that person and not to even mention those things with that person in the case of Bad Buddy. And I think the fact that these two kids realized so very early on that just because their families fought like cats and dogs did not mean that their relationship had to be severed. Because that was the one thing after episode 11 that left me really confused. Because I'm like, you know, the boys have surmounted every single obstacle that has crossed their path with stellar, stellar speed. But the fact that they hit this bump, they have a wonderful little vacation at the beach, and then they come home and decide to break up. I'm like, that makes no sense considering these two characters. I mean, no offense. I'm like, after the beach, I'm like, they'll probably be together for the rest of their life. I mean, you know, hell can break loose. People can, you know, leave. But I'm like, I really don't see, you know, Pat and Pran breaking up. It's kind of like Geek and Paul. I'm like, they found who they're supposed to be with they're probably going to be with him for the rest of their life. But anyway, so Pat went and told his father and mother that he had broken up with Pram. And I love that scene because he's sitting there, his mother's patting him, telling him it will be okay. And he's sitting there quietly smiling, going, they have no clue that I really didn't break up, but I just don't want this whole hullabaloo because it's never going away with my parents and his parents. And then Pran is at his house and his mother says, well, I'm sure you'll meet someone else who's wonderful. And you can tell Pran is thinking, he's going, I've already found the person I'm supposed to be with. But you know, if you think that, that's great. <laughs> his face, I don't mean weird. Pran can make the most humorous gestures with just a little bit of facial expression. I'm looking at him going, he's funny. So anyway, Pat and Pran pretended to break up. Pran went and told all his friends that he had broken up with Pat <laughs> and why sitting there you know knowing that it's a joke and Pat and Pran's going please put your hand on my shoulder so that they think that it's real and so he's kind of going okay okay it's okay Pran it's all right and then they see them um crossing the schoolyard and they brush their hands and give each other a pinky grass <laughs> I'm going you know they're a strange couple in how they show affection but anyway so they um, then continue to, you know, date as usual. Pran, Pat, I have no idea. There's one scene. I mean, no offense, I was saying that. Why is he, you know, hauling a um, huge comforter over his head to the other room? I'm like, that was hilarious. I'm like, I want that for like a meme of Pat going from 
he and Pa's room to Pran's room across the hall with this huge like comforter and size king. I'm going, he doesn't even have a king bed. So why does he have a um, king size comforter over his head to go to Pran's room? I mean, they live in Thailand where it's super hot. So you don't need an extra comforter anyway. But anyway, it was very funny. So anyway, Pat and Pran are continuing to be together. Um, they graduate from high school, from college, uh, Pran, Pat had taken over his dad's business, but you find out in the beginning of episode 12 that he and his father couldn't get along well. I don't think, you know, Pat's father is difficult, so I'm not sure they would have gotten along well, you know, if everything had been idyllic, but they decided that Pat would handle the things that were away from the house for the business, and that's why he has his own apartment there in Bangkok, and then his dad would handle the things that were there near the house in their store. It worked out for them. They just didn't get along. So I'm going, you know, they found a way for peace in the middle of the discord. So anyway, Pat is running his father's business like he planned. Um, Pran had decided after he graduated to spend two years in Singapore as an architect because he got paid a lot better salary than he got in Thailand. And um, Pran, Pat did not like that idea. But anyway, Pran left him his t-shirt with his smell on it. And Pat made sure that Pran had his earphones. So they were good. And um, that's why Pran decided to come back um, for his two week vacation from his architectural firm and to um, come to the graduation reunion. And um, they're sitting there after the graduation reunion. and. And Pat and Princess, you acted like you didn't know me. He said, and Pat says, well, I had someone with dimples tell me that I shouldn't act like I know them at the graduation ceremony because our friends all think that we, you know, broke up four years ago. <laughs> Except for, you know, my sister, her girl, her girlfriend, your best friend and my best friend. So anyway, they have a little discourse on that. And then at the end of it, um, Pran mentions that Pat forgot to pick him up at the airport. And Pat, and Pat says, I, I was at the one airport, but you ended up coming in the other airport. And Pran is like, well, maybe we've lost our magic because you didn't even check in. And Pat's like, I dropped you off to fly you out to Singapore at the one airport. So I assumed that you would be coming back at the other airport. And he's like, come, I want to show you something. And so he grabs Pran's hand and he lugs him into another room. And it has the old desk from their dorm and a wonderful montage. I don't know who thought of doing this, but I'm like, that is a really cool idea. I think most couples should do this. I mean, no offense. I'm like, if you make it for, you know, a while, you should even make it a month, maybe <laughs> you should do something, you know, ecstatic to celebrate. But anyway, they have a montage behind the desk and it has Pran's little lights of smiley faces, frowny faces, straight faces, you know, the ones that kind of, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the ones that have no emotion. I'm like, I've never seen someone with a straight face, but anyway, so, but the thing is, is behind the, behind the desk are all these pictures of Pat and Pran when they were children and Pat and Pran with all their little awards and all the postcards that they sent one another from Singapore to Thailand and back again and pictures of them when they were you know just hanging out in college and it basically is kind of 
their life in a photograph, reminds me of Ed Sheerhan's song, photograph, which Nanon actually has the recording of him singing um, photograph. Nanon has great English, by the way. I was like, wow, your English is fabulous. But anyway, moving on. So they have all these pictures up on the wall and then you kind of get this monologue. And I was like, I don't mean it weird, but I think it was uh, insomniac preacher said that she was hoping that we would get one of those monologues from Pran on how wonderful Pat is. And I'm like, that would be funny for the last episode. But anyway, we have that monologue with um, Pran and Pat saying, and this is the one with the fierce eyes. And this is the one with the dimples. And it basically tells you about all the ruses that they had to pretend that they were not a couple. And at the end of the day, they say basically, you know, we realized after talking with Uncle Tom that we couldn't change the world. We couldn't make it so that our parents magically got along after all these years. And we couldn't, you know, resolve the differences that way. But we also knew that we couldn't, you know, just break up because they didn't get along. So we decided to live our lives as well as let them live theirs. And I'm going, you know, that's a very healthy lesson. It really is. So anyway, and at the end of this little monologue, they put the picture of them at the high school reunion on the board. And what you don't know is they were holding pinkies in that picture. Like, that is just kind of funny. But anyway, and Pat Pran still has the watch that Pat brought him back when he was a kid as well. We then go to, they go out to eat some food with Ink and Pa and Corn and Y, who have decided to buy the pub that Y used to work at and Corn and him used to fight at. They bought it together and now they spend their time trying to keep the architecture and the engineering students from killing each other like they did. So it's kind of funny. I'm like, you know, it's, it's a weird sense of justice that they're having to deal with what they they used to do and they also had to rebuild the bus stop because that was one of their projects with Pat that they're just getting ready to do again so they're building the 4.0 version that Pat and Pran wanted to build years ago but couldn't so that's kind of what happens with their story we then go to um there's a huge fight in the bar I mean not huge people got up they started yelling at each other corn went and got between people because one of them asked if they could have a woman for their girlfriend from the architecture form. And she says, I'm not a girlfriend material because I already have a husband. And this is, I'm like, I don't get why people would yell across a room. Are you available? <laughs> you know, maybe it was the alcohol, maybe it was the bad judgment, but a mixture of the two is not a good way to impress a woman. So anyway, that went very poorly for the one student. Corn got him separated. And um, then Pat says, you know what? Fight all you want, but just make sure you get a great um, partner like I did from it. And, and Francis is kind of going, no, don't try to get a partner from your fights because they, they tend to be difficult. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, the Fran looks at Pat and he says, I want to go one other place. And Pat says, okay, we can go one other place. And so they go out to the noodle shop where Pat and Pran used to buy wonton soup. And Pat would buy the regular like four wontons and Pran would only get three like ink. And so they go and Pran orders four wontons for the first time ever. And Pat is saying they're going, Pran, I, I know you're getting the same soup that you've always gotten, but why are you getting four wontons? And Pran says, well, 
I happen to have a stray dog that is tending to eat my food whenever we are close to one another. And I'm gonna give them this wonton. <laughs> and so they have this nice little chat. And um, then they ask basically, are you gonna go um, visit your family? Um, Pat asks Pran. And I gotta get a drink. And Pran says, yeah, I'm gonna go visit my mom because she has been missing me. And I haven't seen her in a while, so I'm going to go visit my mom and dad. And so the next day, Pat and Pran both go visit their families. And you see them four years later in the same spot they were where they said, you know, we're going home, buddy, and good luck, buddy. And they say the same thing. But um, Pran had gotten some really nice imported alcohol. And he said, I I'd like you to give your dad, um, I, bought, I got some alcohol, and I want him to have it as a gift. And, and Pat goes, okay, I'll make sure he gets it. And so you have Pat and Pran there with, Pat has a little bag. Pran has, you know, he's just going to his house and they're at opposite gates. Well, then um, Pat says, wait, wait just a minute. And he runs to go see Pat, or see Pran. And he, and he kisses his cheek and, and Pran says, uh, my mother could see, there's a CCTV camera right there. Can you please not do this? And, and, Pran, and Pat says, I'm sorry, I just need you to, I will go now. And so, he goes to his own little place. And the other thing that was bloody hilarious when they had the little monologue, aside from Pat with the Sherpa um, comforter that he took from his room and Paul's room to transfer. I'm sorry, I'm just like, Pat was bloody hilarious. Uh, that almost made me fell off the couch too. But the other thing was when um, they decided that Pat spends the night over at Pran's house and then he's trying to get him shoved out the window onto the roof. That scene with Om's face as he's looking down the roof, um, the precipice, and thinking about jumping, he's like, I guess I'll jump. And I don't mean it weird, but Om's face in that one, I'm like, that's another gift that I would like. Because Om's kind of looking at it going, Om is the actor's name for Pat, but I'm looking at it going, that is funny. Because you're looking, he's like, you know, I just woke up. I'm going to be scaling the roof to get to my house so that your mother doesn't see me here. And and um, Pat Fran is sitting there going, shove you out, shove you out, shove you out. It's just bloody hilarious. But that's a little side note. I want gifts of both the coverlet going across the hall and the shoving out of the window. But anyway, I don't know if we'll get those gifts, but I'm going to be checking the gift maker here for a while for those. But anyway, at the end of the day, they go home. Pran goes to his mom's and dad's. His mom gives them mango with sauce. They have a quiet time at home. Pran asks his dad if his guitar is still there quietly because he knows his mother doesn't like the guitar. I'm not sure what she's got wrong about the guitar. I don't know. Maybe she had a fetish of them when she was a child. But anyway, she doesn't like the guitar. And Pat's dad says, I think it's I think it's where you left it, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll talk about that when mom's not here. And so anyway, she goes and gets his bed ready for him to go spend the night. And she, when he goes in, the guitar is laying there. And Pat goes home with um, his family. He has Incompa there as well. They're having a nice dinner. I do have to say it got a lot calmer <laughs> As a family meeting once ink joined i mean no offense she completely calms the dynamic of everything but i think she kind of does that to everything so anyway 
Incompar there, um, they all have a bit of the alcohol that he just quietly puts on the table. He says, well, my friend brought this back and he wanted us to have some. And the dad won't drink it. I'm going, this is kind of weird. Does the dad know what's maybe going on with the boys for four years? I mean, I know they're hiding it, but, you know, unless the parents are literally like brain dead, they've probably picked up on it since neither one of the boys are actively dating anyone. And I know that Bran is demisexual, but still I'm like, Pat isn't. So it's kind of odd when you think about it. So no offense. And I mean, no offense, but I'm like, Bran, I really think that Pat was really the only person that he wanted to be with. So Pat, I think when she realized he liked Pran, he felt the same way, but it took him a while. And, you know, he had to get over that ink thing. But anyway, so moving on, the dad will not drink the alcohol, but then the whole family leaves the table and he tries it. And then the mom comes and gets the glasses. At the end of the night, um, Pat gets a call on his cell phone. So he runs upstairs to talk to one of their buyers tells him he'll have the invoice to him later that night, the next morning. And he's hearing um, Pran playing the guitar. And he kind of quietly goes to the window and then he hangs up the phone and then he jumps out the window onto the roof and you hear this and he goes, ah! And Pat's mother and father are down on the sofa and he hears their son fall on the roof and scream and the dad's looking very upset and mom says just let the young ones handle this you know it's their lives and I'm like, they all know I'm like why don't they just build a bridge between the two houses you know build a bridge instead of burn them I don't know it's a nice thought but anyway Pat finally makes it over to Pran's room and you know comes in and he goes I haven't you know come over the roof in a long while and now my leg is sore and so um, he sits down beside Pran and he goes, do you think that maybe ever I'll be able to come in through the door instead of the roof? And, and Pran goes, you know, I don't know. I think that's kind of your freeway for life, but you're the only one who gets to use that freeway. And then he, and Pran sits there and goes, well, maybe Wise used it once. <laughs> and Pat gets very, I'm, I'm joking, Pat, it's okay. So anyway, they start singing one of the songs in Bad Buddy. And Pat starts singing to it. I'm going, this is funny because Pat's mom, Pran's mom can definitely hear them playing guitar and singing. I'm like, they all know what's going on, but they have all decided to pretend that they don't know what's going on. And it's so funny because the mom is sitting there standing bolt upright, like the boy from the demon is in my house singing with my son. <laughs> It is so funny to see her because she sits there and then she goes, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm going to sit back down with my husband and watch the show. And her husband is sitting there. And I love Bran's dad, except for the fact that he's kind of weak. I don't mean it weird. But anyway, he should have helped his wife resolve this with their neighbors years ago. I don't know how, but I'm like, they could have worked on this together as a couple instead of, you know, just hating each other. But anyway, he's sitting there and he's kind of laughing. And she says, what are you laughing about? And he goes, this show is so funny, honey. I really think, you know, this TV show is just bloody hilarious that we're watching tonight. <laughs> and he kind of puts her arm around her. The boys are singing and playing guitar up in Karen's room. <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. We then go to where 
Pat goes back across the roof to his house and Pran hands him the tin cans that they used as kids. And they chat for a while. And um, Pat says, well, who, who am I talking to? And Pran says, well, this is just a friend because you won't call me your boyfriend to your parents or my parents. <laughs> and he says, oh, did you see the word boyfriend? And so they basically go back and forth. And I love at the end of this that you switch to them when they're like seven years old, talking into the little tin cans to each other. And that's how they end Bad Buddy. We then go to the credits. I kind of wish we would have just ended it at the credits. I mean, no offense. I'm like, the next part was funny, but wasn't exactly kid-friendly. I mean, no offense. It just wasn't. It's kind of like when you're watching 1,000 Stars and they have a nice end. And then they have the and is humorous, but not exactly what you can watch with the kitties entirely. So anyway, we have the nice end with them chatting in the tin cans and them as children chatting in the tin cans. And then we have the credits roll, a nice little advertisement for Suzuki motorcycles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They did that, the facial scrub, the drink, I'm trying to think of something. Oh, the printer and the car as well. Okay, so anyway, we had five sponsors that had a lot of footage here. I think there were some others that were nicely put in project product placement, but oh, the the breather inhaler. Yeah, okay, yeah. I love how in Taigum as they always put those little product placements. But anyway, so at the end of the credits, we then go to Pat and Pran having a drinking game at their apartment together where if they don't know the answer to something, they have to drink. And Pran decides to really um, bother Pat and say, what's my sign? What's, um, what, where was I born? Da, da, da. And of course, Pat has no idea on these things. So he has to drink like three drinks at once. And, and Pat says, Pran, don't do this to me. We don't want to both get wasted here tonight. And he says, okay, we'll play a new game. If, if I answer correctly, then if if you answer correctly, then you get to do whatever you want to me. And I'm like, this is gonna be funny. I mean, I'm I'm not sure I'm like they're they're humorous, but this is gonna be kind of funny. So anyway, um he says, What is my name? And Pat goes, Your name is Pran. And then he basically attacks him. And then Pat says, and our Pran says, and and our Pat says, and what is my name? And Pran says, your name is Pat. And then he attacks him and pins him down. And, Pran's, and Pat's like, please do not, do not end the evening with me being rustled to the ground with my arm pinned. And so it ends with them both rustling each other on the ground, on the bed, on the sofa, then on the counter. I mean, I don't know it was like, they're they're wrestling yes they might be going to be doing something else once the scene ends but you don't see anything else once the scene but but pat is like please stop do not attack me so anyway that's how the outtakes ends um i don't i really would have liked it better if we had the calm tin can chat personally if it were anna but some people would have more appreciated the you know, the other, I'm just saying, it was funny, but I, the other was way more kid-friendly. Like when I watch this with my kids, we will be ending at the nice little tin can scene where they're talking as children. When they get older, they can of course watch the end if they want, but the end of the end 
after the credits, but not when they're young. So anyway, overall, this whole series, I give an epic thumbs up 10 to, because number one, I think it really dealt with some very difficult subject matter in a very thoughtful way. I mean, a lot of people look at Bad Bunny and they go, oh, it's funny, it's comical. And yes, I do have to say, I look forward to every Friday because I knew that there would be something that would make me laugh like crazy. But the other thing that I think about this show is it dealt with some things that are more difficult. It dealt with how do we deal with conflict? How do we deal with conflict as a couple? How do we deal with, you know, hatred on such a level between Pat's parents that they just will never agree. It's not going to happen unless one of them has a change of heart. And I don't mean we're we going to do that. They probably had done that 25 years ago. But anyway, you know, people change. Could happen. Hope springs eternal. So anyway, but the thing that I really liked is the fact that, yeah, they might not be able to change the world. They might not be able to change what their parents think. But at the end of the day, they decided that that didn't matter. What mattered is Pat care for Pran, Pran care for Pat. That meant they were going to care for one another. What come what may with their parents. If their parents didn't like it, that's fine. They don't have to have Pran come stay with Pat at his house. And Pran doesn't have to bring Pat to his family's house. That's kind of their loss because both of them were really cool people. And I'm like, they're great people to add to your family. So you know, but if they don't want to do that, that's their thing. But the thing is also by deciding to live in that matter quietly without, you know, having a big fight with their families, which wouldn't have really achieved much, they slowly do quietly have their parents not maybe agree to their relationship, but tolerate it without, you know, completely losing it at either party, which that is progress, peeps. I mean, for Pat's dad and Pran's mother, I think this is major, major personal development. By the end of episode 12, I'm looking at going, the parents still kind of are messes, but they're not, you know, coming and charging Pran's room and throwing Pat out the window like they would have, you know, four years ago. I'm just saying it's definitely improvement. But at the end of the day, I think this is one of my favorite couples because they really do face pr problems together rather than apart. And also it's one of the few couples I have ever seen in film. I'm not talking about just BL, I'm talking about film in general. I can really only think of one other couple that maybe thought this way, but like Kelly and Turiel in The Hobbit come to mind. I mean, they both looked at each other as equals in how they fought in the world and how they faced their problems. Now, did it work out for Gillian Taylor to real? No, it didn't. Don't get me started there on why we always kill off the strong woman's love interest. I could go on for hours on that, but I'm not going to today. But anyway, so the thing I think is interesting is Pat and Pran, they're equals. They don't look at one and go, oh, Pat's a little weaker than me, or Pran's a little weaker than me. I think they both realize that they all have, they have weaknesses in different areas. For Pran, it's the, you know, the total overwhelmedness that he can get with dealing with certain things. 
And with Pat, it might be the fact that he is also trying to please people who are just not pleasable. But the thing that I think is wonderful is that they found a partner in life that totally gets where the other person is at. They are not going to sit there and go, I wonder what they're going through. I wonder what that feels like, because I have no idea about that. They get what that's like. They have walked through it, not that they've experienced it in the same way, but they have experienced it similarly, which is a rare gift, even though, you know, in this case, it might not really be a gift, but it's better than if they didn't know what the other part, I'm like, if Pat had ended up with someone who didn't know what his family was dealing with and Pran had ended up with someone else, they wouldn't have been able to sit there and go, we know what it's like to have people who hate each other for years. We know what it's like to deal with physical and emotional abuse of certain types in quiet ways that people normally wouldn't categorize because we don't want to go there. But we do know what that feels like. And because of that, we're going to understand one another better. And I think that's kind of what Bad Buddy brought to the table. I think that's one reason I do like good meals is because, you, you know, it's really hard to find people in relationships who consider themselves equal to one another. Usually one person thinks they're, well, they don't know how to say it this way, but slightly superior to someone else in some way. I don't know why I'm like, but if you can't be equals, because, you know, I figure that relationships are kind of like you're going through life together. You're going to face problems, big and small dragons along the way. And you want to know that you have someone who you have their back and they have their back, your back. And it's mutually, you know, understanding of one another in ways that you really don't see a lot in life. But I think the thing is, is with Pat and Pran and Bad Buddy, that's what you get. I think overwhelmingly the responses I have seen several times in the in the comments, it's like, you really don't see couples that are in relationships that are like this. I had several people who put in like the comments, like, if I ever have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I'm going to make sure that they are kind of like this couple, because then we know we might be able to survive. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say it quite like that, but kind of. And I think that is kind of interesting is that I've seen that several, several times, but it really is about a good relationship. And yes, it's a romantical relationship. But the other thing is it's more than that. It's they are really good friends as well as lovers. It's it's not just about the passion and the romance and the whatever. It's about understanding that we're going to be there for each other. We're going to really be good buddies rather than bad buddies for our whole lives. And how are we going to do that well and respect one another along the way, as well as our families? And what kind of care are we going to bring to this relationship? And that is my review of Bad Buddy episode 12. If you haven't checked out, I will drop a link in the description to the playlist. I highly recommend watching it. It's fabulous. Also, Nanon did three songs for this series. They're 
amazing. I'm really looking forward to hopefully him coming out with an album one of these days because he's just amazing musician as well as actor. I, I really can't say enough good about Amon and Non in this production, and it's not because it's a BL drama. They were, they were amazing actors, and they're only I think, I think they're both 21. I mean, incredible acting for their age and the emotions that they were able to convey, whether that was sadness, joy, um, all the ups and downs. They did a fabulous job, but definitely check it out. I'll include the playlist and link below. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna. And this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.